We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. We have a special, special word for you today. We're actually closing out our series, Grill Talk. I know it's sad, cookout and uh, grilling season is starting to close but we're entering tailgate season, so that's exciting. But on the unfortunate side of that, I don't know if there's going to be much tailgating this year. I love a good cookout, though. I love a good cookout because I love a good party. I actually love hosting parties. It's one of my favorite things to do because you get three solid elements when you host a good party. There's good food, good music, and good people. And if you have those three things, you have some good vibes. And I'm all about that. See, I love hosting parties because when you control those things, man, you get to set the music because you're the DJ. So you know you got the good music. You get to set the the food, uh, the menu because you're the grill master. So you know you got good food. And then you also get to pick the people. You get to hand select the people that you are inviting because you're the party promoter. But I will say one of those three things outweighs the other two. See, you can have uh, someone who's not too good on the aux cord and have bad music, but still have good food and good people and have a good time. You can also have some no food or some not so good food or just like a bowl of snacks that you don't really want at a party. But as long as you got good music and good people, you still got a pretty good party. But if you have great food and great music, but the people there are trash and you don't feel like being around them, that's not going to be a good party. So that always outweighs those other things. And it takes me back to an experience I had in college. See, me and my roommates were throwing this party and we were so excited for it. We had a a well-oiled machine. We were ready for an amazing time. I was downstairs DJing. Another one of my roommates was uh, collecting money at the door. Another one of my roommates was out in the parking lot making sure that everyone gets parked and we don't get any noise complaints from the neighbors. And we're so excited about this party. And I'm down there DJing and I'm playing some good music and getting people all warmed up for the party. And then I start to notice some people there that I have never seen before in my life. And I went to a a small college. So I I was pretty uh, confident that I knew everybody on campus. So when I saw these individuals come down the stairs, I'm like, who are they? Who invited these people? Whose man's is this? And I'm sitting there and I immediately noticed that these guys didn't go to my school. They they were locals. So they just somehow found out about our party and showed up. And immediately these dudes are setting off negative vibes in the place. One of the dudes lights a cigarette and is smoking the cigarette in my house. You don't go in somebody's house and just start smoking a cigarette. So I had to go up to dude and say, hey, man. You got to put that out. And he looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, dude, this is my house. Put that cigarette out. So he puts it away. I go back to playing music. And I continue to notice that the vibe is just not there. It's almost like a middle school dance because the girls were on one side and the guys were on the other side. And amongst the guys were those locals. So it was a very uncomfortable situation. So my roommate comes downstairs from from parking cars and he says, hey, man. You need to stop wasting such good songs right now. See, because I have a good playlist. Stop wasting such good songs right now because nobody's dancing. So I'm like, all right, man. 
I'm, I'll chill on these things. He said, make an announcement. Say, you're not going to play another good song until everyone starts dancing. So I'm like, okay. That sounds kind of ridiculous because you kind of need the good music to keep dancing. But I made the request anyway. I pushed pause. The music gets silent. Everyone gets silent. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to play another good song until y'all start dancing. And then from the back of the room, one of the locals yells, hey, shut up and play the music. So I went back to playing the music. I had no other choice. I didn't, I didn't know him, so I didn't know what he was capable of. So I just went back to playing the music, naturally. So I, eventually this just became too much pressure. I was stressed. I was uh, anxious. So I switched places with my roommate. He seemed confident enough to switch off the music. So I was like, hey, let's, let's tag. You can, you can take over this. I'll go back out in the parking lot. So eventually things just kind of get to a head and we, we say, hey, we can't, we can't maintain this any longer. So everybody's got to go. These dudes got to go. So we kick everybody out. We, we shut things down. And, and at the end of the night, we're, we're talking about how crazy everything was. And then we start to notice, yo, one of our Xbox controllers is missing. And matter of fact, my other roommate noticed, hey, my Penny Hardaway poster is missing. Why he had a Penny Hardaway poster in 2012, 2013 is beyond me. But it looked pretty cool in our basement. But it was gone. These dudes came in uninvited, disruptive disrespectful and just completely ruined our time completely ruined the party but you know what the crazy thing is i've been on both sides of situations like that i've been uh the host of a party where there's uninvited guests and you come in and ruin the whole experience for everyone and i've also been on the side of things where i've been that guest who's disruptive disrespectful and rude but not in the way that you might be thinking. And before I incriminate myself any further, I'm just going to go ahead and pray over today's message. God, our Father, we just thank you so much, Lord. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to have a seat at the table, Lord. We thank you for inviting us to your party, Lord. And we, we want to RSVP today, God. We ask that you continue to watch over us, bless us, Lord, and we pray that this message falls on some hearts that are ready to RSVP. We ask these in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So the last few weeks we've been uncovering some, some truths behind some barbershop conversations, some, some cookout talk that has happened over the years. And they had similar talks like these back in Jesus' time. In fact, in Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 20, it says the disciples are gathered around talking as Jesus is praying. Check out what it says. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. Shouldn't they have been praying with Jesus, but he was alone praying while they were just sitting there talking off on the side, but they're having their own side conversation. And Jesus asked them, he said, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But others say Elijah, and others that one of the prophets of old has risen. Then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And in the past few weeks, we've been uncovering these truths. We figured out that Jesus is the greatest of all time. He's the goat. Jesus is the top five dead or alive. Jesus is alpha. But he's more than just that. You know how in those late night infomercials, as you're watching TV, you're seeing this product that you feel like you cannot live without. Like, man, 
They are really selling this to me right now. And you're ready to dial that 1-800 number because you are just so sold on this product and you need it in your life. And as you sit there and watch, they hit you with the, but wait, there's more. And as you, you see that, you're like, man, I can't believe there's more. This, this already sounds too good to be true. But wait, there's more. That's the point of the message we are at right now. But wait, there's more. So let's go ahead and get this party started in Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 23. In verse 19, it says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. We're diving directly into point number one. Point number one is Jesus is the perfect host. It says the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in him. The fullness of God is incapable of dwelling with any normal person. The fullness of God was, is incapable of being in anybody imperfect. And his holiness and perfection is just too much for us to bear. So Jesus' perfection is what made him the perfect host. Verse 20, And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. No human could fix the broken relationship between God and humanity. Jesus had to humble himself into human form to reconcile things to himself. He had to die on the cross for us. God literally had to apologize to himself. Wrap your head around that. God had to apologize to himself because we aren't capable of mustering up an acceptable enough apology to God. Isaiah 64, 6 says that we are so unclean and unworthy that our good deeds are like filthy rags before God. That's crazy. God is so mighty and so gracious that the only acceptable apology had to come from himself on our behalf in the form of Jesus dying on the cross for us. He is truly the greatest of all time. He is truly the top five. He is alpha. And he did all that so he can have a relationship with you. Jesus is the perfect host. Paul continues to dive further into why we shouldn't be invited to the cookout. In verse 21, it says, And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. Dang, Paul, we get it, man. Like, we're trash. We're, we're not good enough. We're incapable of saving ourselves. We're, we're doing evil constantly towards God. He's further driving home this point because as Christians, sometimes we start acting brand new. Sometimes we forget where we came from. I read this quote the other day and, and I, just, I just don't want to mess it up. So I'm going to read it to you directly. It says, to be preoccupied with sin is unhealthy spiritually. Yet to forget who we are and who we have been is the doorway to spiritual pride and the roadblock to spiritual growth. I'm going to read that again because that's so good. To be preoccupied with sin is unhealthy spiritually. Yet to forget who we are and who we have been is the doorway to spiritual pride and the roadblock to spiritual growth. There is no reason 
we should have been invited to the cookout. None. We weren't worthy. We weren't worthy of a seat at the table. Can I be real for a second? I know that if I was going to a cookout and I knew somebody was on the guest list that I ain't trying to be around, I ain't showing up. I'm not going to be there. Hey, Louis, uh, I'm having a kickback this weekend. It's going to be great. It's going to be dope. We got some good free food. We got some uh, good music. It's, it's going to be a great time. You should slide through. Oh, man, that might be the move. I, I might have to come through. I might have to show up. Who all going to be there? Oh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, up. Oh, as soon as they say that name, that one, and each of you knows, you have that one name that comes to mind. When you hear that name, that person's going to be at that party, it's no longer the move. I ain't going to be there. Hey, sorry. Uh, actually, my, my cat has whisker surgery. I forgot all about it. Uh, I need to be there as moral support. So, sorry, can't, can't make it. We come up with all these excuses to say why we can't be there just because that one person is at the party that we don't want to be around. I'm just being real. You guys know that's the case. Each of you know somebody on, on your who all going to be there list that if, some, if they're at the party, you're not going to show up. But the thing is, you, I guarantee that you're on somebody's list of if you're there, they probably don't want to show up. Each of us has been there. And the reasons for not wanting to be there can be like the most petty things. It could be, oh, you know, uh, I just don't like their attitude. Or, oh, it's this ex that I used to be with and I just don't feel like being around them. But imagine if it's someone who is constantly doing evil towards you. Constantly messing up in their relationship with you. And, and that's our relationship with Jesus. We were constantly doing evil deeds. Point number two, we are the offensive guests. Jesus is the perfect host. We're the offensive guests. See, the punishment of sin is the debased mind. We're constantly at odds, rebelling against Christ. There is no reason for us to be invited to the cookout. Yet Jesus is there vouching for us. He wants us there. Point number three, Jesus changes our guest status from offensive to honored. It changes our guest status from offensive to honored. Verse 22 says, He is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Paul uses the word reconcile very intentionally intentionally there because he's reiterating the importance of Jesus physical body dying for us. He he reconcile the word reconcile highlights the restoration in the relationship between God and man through himself. The restoration of the relationship to God through God, it's like FUBU, but backwards. Through Christ and only Christ, we have a seat at the table. We're invited to the cookout now because Jesus has vouched for us. Jesus was serving as a bridge between God and man. He's inviting us to the party because the party is for us. RSVP to the party. John 
14.6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We don't have to worry about whether or not we're invited to the cookout because Jesus is throwing this party specifically for us. He is inviting us because we are his honored guest. RSVP to the party. This all reminds me of this episode of How I Met Your Mother. It's funny how we can relate things to sitcoms. Ted, the main character, is falling for this girl, Robin. He wants a relationship with Robin. And as he's pursuing her, he, he invites her to this party. He's throwing a party specifically so he can get closer to her. Specifically so he can have that relationship with her. So he goes and throws this big bash, this amazing party. Everyone's talking about how great this party is. And she doesn't show up. So the next day he talks to her. She apologizes for not showing up. And he says, you know what? It's crazy because I'm actually throwing a party again tonight. He's throwing this party a second night in a row just for her. And she doesn't show up. So he talks to her the next day. And he's like, I'm just crazy because I'm actually throwing another party. And he's doing this just for her. Because he wants to have a relationship with her. And that's what Jesus is doing with us. He is throwing a party every day for us. Another opportunity to grow in relationship with us. We are his honored guests. He died on the cross. All that so that we can have a relationship with him. All so that we can have a seat at the table. The party's for us. RSVP to the party. And let me tell you something. I was once Robin in that situation, constantly being invited to the party, constantly being invited to a closer relationship with Christ. And I was avoiding that. I was avoiding the party. I just didn't show up. And day after day, Christ would be calling for me to come home. Christ would be calling for me to enjoy a relationship with him, to come to the party and instead, I was chasing the things of this world, all those things that the world or in society tells us that we need in order to feel full and complete and whole. The things that we, we feel we need, the, the high-paying job, the car, the house with the white picket fence, two and a half kids and a dog, all these things that the world tells us that we need to feel whole. And instead, I felt emotionally bankrupt. But Christ's continued to pursue me. He continued to throw a party for me because he wanted me there as his honored guest and he is doing the same for you today. Some of you may be uh, constantly feeling that tug of there's something more out there. You may be feeling emotionally bankrupt, like you have nothing else, but Christ is here calling for you, throwing a party for you daily, because he has paid it all for you. He wants a relationship with you, so he is throwing a party with you, for you. RSVP to the party. He wants you to join him, and I want to give you the opportunity today. If you're feeling that tug, if that is you today, and you feel Christ throwing this party for you, wanting a closer relationship with you, I invite you 
to RSVP today. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.